My name is Chris. Um, I went to Trinity years and years and years ago, and my claim to fame is a worship leader who basically commits assault on keyboards. So I just kind of pound on keyboards and lead worship, roar into microphones. Uh, the last church I was at, however, gave me the opportunity to preach. Our pastor fell ill, and they just said, hey, can you take over? I was like, sure. And I loved it. I loved it. So Mike gave me the opportunity here today. Thank you all so much for having me. I am super excited to be here. I love what you guys are doing. Thank you so much. I want to start with a story. I'm a story guy. So the story here, nope. Like I said, hiccups, I apologize. All right. My first sad day back at the gym. So um, I was working a job where I walked eight miles a day, eight hours a day. Uh, I then switched to a job where I sat eight hours a day. Uh, I did not change my eating habits one bit, and I have legendary eating habits. I started gaining in particular places that I didn't appreciate, and I looked at my wife and said, I want to go back to the gym. Do you want to come with me? She's like, sure. I was like, great, awesome. Now, what you have to remember is I used to work out religiously, six days a week, super hard regiment, all of that, you know, had the diet down, everything. So I went back into the gym with that mentality. I'm going to go in there. I have my old regiment. It's going to be awesome. I should have gone with the mentality of, you haven't worked out in three years. You should probably ease back in. I didn't do that. I walk into the gym. I look over. There is a guy on the pull-up bar doing clapping pull-ups. And that is exactly what you think it is. He is pulling himself with such velocity over the bar that he's throwing himself up, clapping, catching the bar on the way back down. When I started counting, he did 20, 20 of them. And I went, we're starting with pull-ups. Let's do it. So I ran over to the locker room, threw my stuff in. I walk over to the pull-up bar. The guy is over there doing another set of 20 clapping pull-ups. I'm like, all right. He gets done. He walks away. I was like, here we go. This is what happened. Is this part awkward for you? Because it was awkward for me. I wiggle. Drop down. I didn't know what to do, so I pretended that my shoulder hurt. I, was, I did one of these, oof, mm. I walked into the corner of the gym. Now to add insult to injury and salt to this wound, the pull-up bar is in the dead center of all the weightlifting equipment. So a bunch of beefy dudes with huge muscles just watched Captain America do 20 clapping pull-ups and Captain me hang from a bar and pretend that my shoulder hurt and walked away in shame. Now, why do I tell you that story? I felt a change. I wanted, I wanted to change. There was a change in me, right? I had to pursue it and it was a process. There were obstacles. It is not always, I mean, my wife is nine months pregnant right now. It's not always easy to get to the gym. It's not always easy to keep up with the diet. There were obstacles, there were challenges, but I had to persevere through it. I had to keep persevering. I knew in the end though, the results would be awesome. I am happy to report, I can do like eight pull-ups in a row now. <laughs> it's not that many, you don't have to applaud. <laughs> and they're not the clapping ones. I don't know how that guy did that. I, I'm not even gonna try. And so this is a very interesting opportunity for me because generally when I put a sermon together, 
I have a concept in my head, and then I go and just research every last bit of scripture that I can on that concept. This is almost the reverse. The concept was put into place for me, and then there were four verses. And it's really cool because the verses that were given for the foolish things that Christian or foolish things that Christians believe, the four verses led me right through the message. It was awesome. So I'm going to start with scripture. I'm going to let scripture lead us through this message. The first one is Roe. No, come on. There it is. Uh, We just read, actually, so I didn't know we were going to read that. Um, But the first one that we read was Romans 6, 1 through 14. Um, The cool thing about this this entire passage is it's a really great synopsis of baptism. So what you keep hearing, the common theme, is dead to sin, alive in Christ. Dead to sin, alive in Christ. We're talking about a change. The change here is you are dead to sin, you are alive in Christ through baptism. You hear this theme over and over, almost at the end of every paragraph in this passage. He's talking about the change that happens with baptism. It's a constant theme. Um, and, and, and this is, like I said, is a great synopsis of baptism, of the change that occurs in baptism. I'm not going to go into uh, the sacrament of baptism and all that, but I want to talk about the change. One of the best ways that baptism is described that I've heard is says, an outward expression of an inward change. I love that. I actually, I, that's actually what Google pops up when you, when, you, when you search baptism. That's one of the definitions it gives. An outward expression of an inward change. And there's so much awesome symbolism in baptism. I, the first baptism I ever did, I went and researched it. And there's such cool little things that go into baptism that you don't really think about. We generally just think, you know, like you sprinkle water on a baby's head or you get the shell and you just kind of sprinkle water. When you do a full-on baptism, you know, the, like, like the movie version that you think about, the really like, like dynamic ones, you're plunged into the water. You're buried. You die to sin. You come back up. You're clean. You're alive. You're refreshed. New life. You're changed. There's so much going on with the baptism. I love, I went to uh, Willow Creek with one of the only people I would ever consider a mentor. And during a, uh, it was a big worship conference and they showed this uh this video of just all these baptisms they had done there were people coming up out of this lake and i remember this one guy just shot up out of the water he was like yeah it was just you know it's such a cool experience right i love what baptism symbolizes i love what it does so we're dead to sin we're alive in christ we're baptized now we're changed so we don't sin anymore right dead to sin Sin no longer has mastery over our body. We're dead to sin. We don't sin anymore. Show of hands who here has been baptized. Keep your hand up if after being baptized you have never sinned. This guy right here. Just kidding. My wife's over there. You can talk to her about that. Definitely false. (laughs) So we got a bit of a problem, don't we? I'd love to tell you that faith is like a Hollywood movie, right? You got like the Hollywood movie scene. So like the sun's coming up. A nice, a nice glow is cast upon a river. There's a group of people in the white robes and there's a pastor in his white robe in the middle of the river and there's this beautiful young lady. They plunge her into the water. There's a close-up underwater, right? Almost a freeze frame. Boom, she comes back up. The camera's right in front of her. She shoots her head up, throws it back. The, the, the hair goes flying. The water just cascades over her. Sun is now fully risen, shining down on everyone. And then after that, everything is just smooth. It's perfect. It's great. Everything, you know, we, we, we just, just right to the happy ending. Everyone lives happily ever after. End scene. Roll credits. <laughs> that is not how it works. <laughs> that, is, that is unfortunately not how it works. 
People want to think of faith like a straight line. They want to think, you know, you get your baptized, you're reborn, everything's great. Straight line to success, right? Everything's perfect. It's going to be great. I never think of faith, I never thought of faith like a straight line, much more like a roller coaster. Ups and downs, hills and valleys, peaks and lows, loop-de-loops, upside down. Sometimes it's great, you're exhilarated, everything's awesome. Sometimes you're just like, what's going on? What is happening right now? God, what are you doing? Faith is a process. The change that we're talking about today, I'd love to tell you it's an overnight thing. Boom, we're changing, everything's great. It's a process. Baptism is the catalyst that gets that process going. It's the change, but that change needs to be sustained. It's a, it's a change that doesn't just happen and everything's great then. It's a thing that you need to sustain. Ephesians 4. Man, here we go. Nailed it. All right, Ephesians 4. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, the teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants, tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking in truth and love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. From him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. There it is. Notice, become mature. Become in every respect the mature body. Grows and builds itself up. 1 Peter 1-3. through Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Sometimes that is translated not uh, new birth, but uh, born again. You've heard that a lot more. I'm sure you heard born again Christian, a much more common term. So new life or born again. When a baby is born, it goes through the process of maturity. Teenagers go through the process of maturity. Uh, when we become young adults, you go through a process of maturity. When we die to sin, are born again, alive in Christ, we have to go through a process of spiritual maturity. And my friends, there will be obstacles. You will be tempted. There will be trials. You will stumble. You will fall. The process can be hard. I'm not here to sugarcoat this for you. I don't want to tell you that, yo, oh, we're Christians. Everything's going to be A-okay. Read what Paul had to go through. This is not a process that's super easy. But like I said, in the end, the results can be awesome. So I want to talk to you about, I'm going to give you a story. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Play. Okay, we're good. Just kidding. Yeah, maybe not. There we go. I want to tell you about last Sunday, my dumpster fire Sunday morning. Metaphorical. There wasn't actually a dumpster that was on fire. Um, it was just an absolute mess. So last Sunday, I had to go give a presentation uh, for my, my job. I had a new project going on. I was going to go to a church and tell them all about this new project that we're doing. Uh, it was supposed to be just fine. Not a problem. Now, I think that I'm pretty far along in my, my, my maturity level of performance, of speaking, things like that. I've played in front of 
churches with hundreds of people. I have played at bars, restaurants, outdoor events, all of that. I've spoken in front of people. I've spoken at churches. I do public speaking. No problem. I've got this. I am so far along in my maturity as far as a performer goes. This is not going to be a problem. No problem whatsoever. So I wake up nice and early last Sunday morning. I'm watching my favorite YouTube guys. I'm getting ready. I get in the car. I had time to go get me some coffee at Dunkin' Donuts. Everything. You know, it was just going to be a perfect morning. It starts to rain a little bit. Kind of a foreshadow of what's going to happen. So I'm driving down 38 towards Batavia. It is now pouring rain. I've been driving on 38 for some time. I'm just going and going and going and going. And I went, I've been on this road for a long time a little too long. I missed the turn. So I call Emily. I just said, hey, I need you to tell me where I am right now. Can you hop on the computer? I, I don't know where I'm at. And she's like, uh, what's around you? I was like, fields. And she's like, what else? I was like, dirt. And she's like, oh, okay, so I think you had to go on 31. So I'm like, oh my gosh, that's way back there. Okay, so I make this UE. I'm fly I am going so fast. There's a burning smell coming out of my wife's vents. I don't know what that was. We should probably get that checked out. But I am flying, right? <clears throat> and I call my coworker who's already at this church. I just said, hey, uh, I'm coming. I will be there. I just, you know, like, just hang on. I promise I'm actually coming. I'm going as fast as I can. She's like, well, you better hurry because we're at the very start of the service. Like, they're going to say hi to everyone, and then we talk. I'm like, awesome. So I get there, and like, you know, I didn't care if this car was on fire when I pulled into the parking lot. I was going to make this speaking engagement. Pull in, throw the car in the park, get out, run through the rain, run inside, drop my stuff next to the sound booth. The guy's like, hey, uh, you're up. I was like, oh, okay. So, like... I go down and like I'm standing at like the, 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 the you know, they got the long aisle down the center. I'm just like, okay, deep breath, center. Take a deep breath. You're soaking wet. This is okay, whatever it is, what it is. You've done this before. You're going to be fine. It's, it, you know, you've already had your obstacles for the day. It's going to go off without a hinge. Besides, besides the PowerPoint that they are presenting on the wall, the bullet points, yeah, they're informative, but they lead you right through your speech. You're going to be great. No problem. So I walk up to the pulpit. I said, hi, my name is Chris. I am uh, the director of development at Fox Valley Habitat. Thank you so much for uh, having me today. And I look up at the screen. The screen is projected on the wall here. There is a giant window right here. All of the light is completely blanking out the screen. I am soaking wet. I am out of breath. I'm already rattled. And now I can't see my speech. So I was... <laughs> I went off of memory to the best of my ability. I could kind of see the guy might have been keeping up with me on the slides. I had a video in this thing. It froze at the end. I walked off the stage basically doing one of these. Well, I just word vomited for five minutes. I don't even know what I said. I just went to, I, I, like, like, there was no, like, you know, like, you walk off confidently. Nope, <laughs> not that day. I went to the back, and I basically looked up at the sky, and I'm thinking to myself, you got anything else, man? Like, I really appreciate that you think I can handle a challenge here, but this is crazy. If you got anything else, send it now. I thought that I was really mature in my process performance, and God threw everything but the kitchen sink at me that day. Sometimes the process has a whole lot of obstacles thrown in the way. This process of spiritual maturity, again, not easy, and there will be obstacles. And what I was talking about was just a speech, right? It was just a speech I had to give, five minutes, whatever. Afterwards, it was fine. Everyone said I did a good job. They were just being nice because I know it was not a good job. We talked to a bunch of people afterwards. It was really cool. We, we made some money off of it. And a lot of people wanted to get involved. So it was fine. It was just a speech. But when it comes to the challenges of sin and temptation being thrown into your spiritual maturity, that's a whole nother level. 
That is a whole nother level. I want to be clear. I have seen great people of strong Christian faith very far along in their spiritual maturity, keeping that sustainable change very sustained in their life. I have seen great people fall hard. I've been there myself. I don't have time to get into my testimony, but I promise you, you can fall and you can fall hard. The challenges and the obstacles that sin and temptation throw in are a whole nother level. I messed up on a speech, whatever. This is the stuff that messes up life for you. Man. There it is. I put this together because this is kind of the process we're talking about. The first two pictures aren't very happy, right? I said this is the difficult process. You can go through some pretty tough times in the top left corner there. It's going to be a struggle, maybe even an uphill battle. Not an easy thing to get through. But in the end, there can be some pretty awesome results. Faith is a difficult process. Spiritual maturity isn't just one big, nice, easy thing. Baptism doesn't cure you of all your bad habits. It doesn't make you immune to sin. I wish baptism gave you that immediate overnight change. I wish it was like that. But it's a, we die to sin, become alive in Christ. Die to sin, become alive in Christ. Die to sin, become alive in Christ. It kept saying it in that verse. And it keeps happening almost daily. Baptism works daily. That is the change that is woven into your life daily. There will be trials. There will be challenges. You will sin. You will stumble. You will fall. But I've got great news. You're not alone in this. You are forgiven and you have someone to help you out. So what do we do when the times get rough? Remember the change that God made happen in us when we were baptized. That change makes us want to go through the process of spiritual maturity. We want to be dead to sin. We want to be alive in Christ. So when times get tough, take God's hand and the big word here, persevere. Perseverance is key to the process of spiritual maturity. It is key to battling every adversity that comes your way. James 1, 2 through 4. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking in anything. And you are not persevering alone. 1 Peter 5, 10 through 11. And God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm and steadfast. To him be the power forever and ever. Amen. Don't ever give up. Whatever you're struggling with, I can't stress this enough. Do not ever give up. One of my favorite, one of my, I'm going to bring this up because this is just one of my favorite movie scenes ever. Boondock Saints, probably not a Christian movie. Don't watch it with your kids. But at the end of the movie, these two saints have been trying to stop all these bad guys and they have a friend with them and the friend gets shot and he looks at them. And as he's dying, he just goes, don't ever stop. Don't ever stop. And he passes away. That's his final, that's his final breath to them. And that is my final breath to you. No matter what you may be going through, don't ever stop. Don't ever give up. The change that comes with baptism starts a process. That process can get rough. It can get rough. But don't ever give up. Persevere. And you're not persevering alone. That's the thing you need to remember. Pastor Mark, 
from Green Trails, we were talking one time about how our re- a relationship with God is supposed to work. And he said to me, don't think of God, of, of a relationship with God as you just like jumping up to reach God's hand. Think of it as God reaching his hand out saying, I want you to take my hand. I'm right here. Take my hand. That's exactly what this is. Grab God's hand. You're not alone. You're dead to sin. You're alive in Christ and he's right there with you. You've heard the phrase, fight the good fight. Well, this is that personal part. Fighting the good fight, this is the personal part of that. The change that comes with baptism that is constantly working through your life, the perseverance that has to happen is that good fight that you have to fight on a personal level. Dead to sin, alive in Christ. We are changed, but we have to fight to keep that change in the process of faith and spiritual maturity going and growing in our lives. Why? Because as we mature spiritually, there can be some awesome results. Galatians 5, 22-23. Come on. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. You've probably heard that one. Yeah, we, there's even songs built off of that, little kid songs, all of that. The verse I want you to look at, against such things, there is no law. We've all heard love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. That's what caught me on this one. That's the one that caught me. I love that last little part. The last part is so important. Against such things, there is no law. In other words, no one can fault you for this stuff. These are traits that no one can point at and be like, you should be less patient. Stop being so kind. No, no one can fault you on this stuff. Who doesn't like a joyful person or, or a kind and patient person? This is stuff that when you get through that process of spiritual maturity, when you beat those challenges, when you take on traits like love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control, no one can fault you for this stuff. This is awesome stuff to take into your life. This change that starts with baptism, this process we go through, the trials that we have to fight, end in this stuff. And it's awesome. It is possible to change. We can take on all these awesome traits. We can die to sin. We can be alive in Christ. It's a process and it can be rough, but we persevere, we fight on, and we are not alone, my friends. You are not alone in those battles, in those fights, in the perseverance, you are not alone. It all starts with baptism, an outward expression of an inward change. And that baptism works daily. I want to end with a little story. I had a friend went through some rough times. I knew some of the demons he was battling with. I didn't know some of the other ones. I don't know what all it was. But I knew there was good in this. I knew he'd been baptized. I knew he had a Christian faith to him. And it poked its head out ever so often. He had to fight through a lot of stuff to get to where he is today. In the middle of some of the darkest times, though, I remember one time a guy came to our church. And this guy was kind of, like, like he'd been high or drunk or hungover. I don't know what it was. But he just kind of stumbled in and sat down. And the ushers took him outside to talk to him. You know, just, you know, he, was, he, just, he, wasn't, he wasn't with it. Something wasn't, was off. And they took him outside. And once all the worship ended, I ran outside to see how things were going. And the two ushers were standing behind him. And my friend 
was there with this guy on his knees preaching the gospel to him, holding his hand. This guy who was going through some of the darkest times in his life, my friend, who just was in a rough spot, was on his bended knee holding the hands of this guy, saying, yeah, I'm just preaching some of the most heartfelt stuff I've ever heard. And I walked into the ushers and they were, I was just like, how's it going? They're like, that guy should be a preacher. He's unreal. It's almost like there was a darkness in my friend, but there was light poking out. There was a change there, but there was a process he had to go through to get to where he is today. And he went through that process. He fought through that process. He had to persevere. It was rough. It was not easy. Trust me, I saw him every step of the way. But he got there. Now, my buddy's got an amazing wife. He's a successful guy. He's doing well. He's got two amazing kids. He's a phenomenal musician. The last time we really hung out, we went down to a concert. We didn't even get into the concert. Like, we, we, just, we were supposed to wait in line. The line was like two blocks long. We never made it in. So we just went out and got some steak. And then on the way home, he's just like, let's talk theology. I was like, okay. So for two hours, we just talked spirituality, theology, all that stuff. Leaps and bounds ahead. It was a tough process. But he persevered. He got through it. He wasn't alone. I know God worked in that man's life. Heck of a guy. It can happen. If that guy can change, if that guy can get through what he got through, all of us can. Well done, my friend. Well done. Dead to sin. We're alive in Christ. We persevere. Don't ever give up. Don't ever give up. And remember, you're not alone. Amen.